What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast. You've got your hosts, Pat and Jules, here. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Um, Sorry, I'm getting comfortable here. Julia's settling in. Well, she's settling in. Um, The other day, I was reading some hate comments about me, and I read about one. You? Yeah, about me. Where? That said I uh, am a creep. And now every time I was like doing the like, what's up? I was like, wow, do I sound like a creep? I don't think people are referring to this. I don't know what they're referring to. I don't know either. But we went down a deep hole. Somebody actually commented on one of my TikToks and they were like, they're getting at you some on Reddit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. But I already knew that I had been on Reddit. If you don't know, there's a lot of influencers are talked about on Reddit. There's a whole page dedicated to hating on them. Yeah. I don't really want to get into it though. Just because I feel we don't like have to get into it. No, I know, but even just like talking about it, it any further, yeah. I feel like it like gives the fulfillment. It's just weird. It's just it a weird, weird thing. Yeah. So if you have that much time to be posting hate on Reddit, please send me an email because I have some more productive work for you that I would love for you to take off my hands. The funny part but, about it though is that a lot of the usernames are like Oh, they're all juicy the, juice number one oh two. They're like, all hidden. Just, yeah. It's all private, but Yeah. So it's funny. Um that's beside the point. Yeah. Today is a actually it started raining this morning. I was just outside. Nice I just took Willow out. Cool Willow though. got a new toy, which now you probably can hear in the background oh, because she, <laughs> maybe <laughs> she is squeezing it. It has a little squeaker in it. She's really good with the toys where you could put water bottles in them and then mm-hmm. then she chews on them for a while, which is great. Yeah. So Super cheap toys. Yeah. It's very affordable. It's just a water bottle. And But we do have to throw out every single toy we've ever gotten her lasts about a few months. Like, yeah. She's just a strong chewer. She falls in love with new toys. And it's like, you know, you're giving a, new, uh, giving a kid a new toy. So when you give her a new toy, it's like she just falls in love with it. And she keeps this thing by her side all of the time. She protects. I love and that then, we talk about her like she's our child. The other day we were in the car and we were talking about Willow and I was like, are we going to be like this with kids? We keep saying that we're not, but we definitely are. Yeah. Like everybody. I don't want to be like overly annoying about it, but yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about our kids. Of course. I just don't want to be annoying about it. Are we annoying about our dog? I don't know. It's hard to know when you're the annoying one as like the one doing it. But I have so many friends that are now, you know, have young kids and. All of their social media is just their kids. And I'm like, don't you guys have your own lives? Like, yeah, your kid's one years old. Like, he poops in a diaper and eats what you feed. It's not that exciting. Like, give me something not good. not judge until we have our I know. <laughs> and then that's exactly how we're going to be because we are already that way with Willow. Yeah. We're so. like, she got a new toy. I know. How cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. What we else? We have a pretty big life update for you guys. Yeah. It's... Finally, you probably know what it is. Yeah, if you follow absolutely. me on TikTok, you definitely know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to delay it any further. We are in 43 days. <laughs> is that how know. many it is? I think so. Yeah. We are moving. We are moving. We finally signed a lease to move to Brooklyn, yes. which we are just... I was going to be like, do you know where? Very excited okay, about. We're going to Brooklyn. We're we going are going Brooklyn. back to New York. And... This took us a long time to decide, you guys, because one, you know where we were at. We were like, do we want to go to California? Do we want to go literally anywhere? Because we had that option. And then we remembered that we were supposed to live in New York together. And you guys probably know that story. But 
before COVID, our original plan to get was to get married and live in New York. And mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I was kicked out of New York because of COVID. I didn't stay. I never really feel like I got that out of my system or I was finished living there. And we never got to live there together. Mm-hmm. We've been back and forth about buying a house or buying something. And while we still want to do that, I think right now we decided that we just want to get back to New York. We're still very like focused on our careers and i think the next few years after this will be a lot different mm-hmm. so yeah for us we were like let's just let's just go back yeah yeah i mean you guys you we talk about our living arrangement all the time you guys are probably just as tired of it as we are um there were things dating back now over two years before covid where like we had our lease to go to New York. We knew the apartment we were going to. Everything was good and gone. And then COVID. And for the last two years, we have just been, you know, couch hopping. And I say that, but I mean, we've been very, very fortunate with where we've been staying and what we've been doing. And we have traveled so much the past two years while we're staying at, you know, in-laws or wherever. And Finally, this kind of like feels for both Julie and I like we are back in control a yeah. little bit. Like and what like, COVID took away, we are now taking back. Yeah. And I feel like the bin, now the bin situation, living out of bins a lot more. When we lived at my parents, we unpacked completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have not. And for the next, we're, the reason I said 43 days is because we're actually not moving until February. So yeah. we still are going to be here for the rest of January and most of February, actually. Um, which is fine. Kind of gives us the opportunity to like actually plan like, what do we want to bring with us? What's going to fit? What's not going to fit? Um, and it's just like exciting to be able to be like, okay, we actually have our own place that we can spend time. We have a lot of friends in New York. I know a lot of people there. I can yeah. finally like, I, you know, it's just the, seems like the right decision for right now. And my goal in life is to always have a place there. So my if goal that, in life. If that leads to keeping a place and then doing something else after next year who knows but um yeah we're excited i feel like there was a lot we'd been talking about trying to move for so long but Mm -hmm. recently in the last few months we've been talking more about it and on tiktok i did talk a little bit about like our situation and what happened and i kind of want to talk about it a little bit on here just to give everybody an idea and i don't know yeah yeah i mean i guess i can go into it a little bit we had um I don't want to say issue, but we had some hurdles to get over with um, just us moving to New York or probably moving anywhere, even buying anything, just us being both non-W2 employees and having a giant dog. Well, I kind of um, want to talk about the dog thing really quick because... yeah. So we decided that we were like, let's move back to New York. We actually went up and we looked had looked at apartments and... While we're searching apartments, we're doing pet-friendly everything because Mm -hmm. we have a dog. So obviously, we need a pet-friendly apartment. This is the part that pisses me off about a lot of apartment buildings is that they say they're pet-friendly, but they're really sort of pet-friendly. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. So we went up. We saw a bunch of apartments. And I think like two times or three times we saw an apartment. And before the end of the viewing, we were like, before we caught on, we were like, you know, we do have a dog and, and it's all like, oh, yeah, we're so pet friendly here. And then by the end, they were like, oh, is your dog over 50 pounds? 
And we were like, yes. And they're like, oh, you can't live here. Yeah. And we were just like, okay, one, why aren't you telling us that up front? Like, a lot of dogs are over 50 pounds. I know Willow is like the biggest kind of dog. Like, she's a Great Dane. But there are so many dogs that weigh more than her or yeah. are just oh, – 50 pounds is like Not a, a, a lab. Or yeah. like – so many dogs are are that weight. Mm-hmm. So they always do a check on the breed restriction and the weight. And the breed restriction, she was on there on one of the buildings because of her weight. Yeah. One, the breed restriction to me is, of course, I'm a dog lover. So, like, I don't understand. I do understand it, but it's annoying to me. And I get for, like, insurance reasons and whatever, you do have to have that. So whatever. But I was not thinking Willow would be on that because Great Danes are not typically a part of like a breed restriction in terms of like aggression or whatever so yeah. i was just after we see two or three apartments and then we're told this we found one we liked and we were like oh well now we can't live there it was just such a like we just didn't expect it when we were going to look yeah yeah we were really kind of caught off guard and almost felt a little bit like taken advantage of with the dogs because we were only searching for pet friendly and there was never anything that said, yeah, we're pet friendly except for this or right. except for that. And we're like, okay, great. Well, you're pet friendly. We have a pet. So here we come. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then you, you you get into the building and you guys know we don't live there. So we drove up, did some days there. And we're like walking through these buildings thinking, oh, they're pet friendly. And then when they're like, Oh great! No, sorry, we can't do that big of a dog. Yeah. It's like, well, it's just like that should be made public beforehand. And this is a little bit, I think, of venting for us, but something that, like, you know, if you are looking and you have a bigger dog, like, make sure you know up front. Um, and then th- there was actually one other apartment that we were introduced to, uh, where they knew we had a dog and knew we had a big dog, and we got. Pretty much all the way to the point where we were like, this is the apartment we want. Like about like, to sign a lease. Sign a lease. And they came back to us in like the 11th hour saying, oh, we just found out we can't do this because, with, of, the because of the dog. After going through this process for like a really long time. And yeah. it was just like, I don't know. When you when I typically think of finding an apartment in New York, I'm like, oh, you do it like a week before because it takes so – it's so – such a short process. Yeah. For us this time, it just was not. Um, so I don't know. It was just such an annoying process. And I'm sure buying is the same way, but yeah. it's just like there's a lot less, especially in New York, that you can do or get away with. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we found a building. We like it. We're really excited. Um, I'm excited for like home content and just to kind of like be in our own space. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you guys stay updated with us because it's not for another, like, month. Um, But we wanted to just tell you because it's finally, like, we signed a lease. We're going. Um, I'm going to be back in Brooklyn. And I feel like a lot of you guys know New York is one of my favorite places. Every time I'm there, I get DMs that are like, you're thriving. Like, and I'm like, I know. And Pat's never lived there. You'll be be... thriving and I'll be crying. No. We picked Brooklyn because we're going to be right next to two huge parks. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly for Willow, but yeah. also just so we can get a little bit of like space and peace. And yeah, you can definitely get a little more space for your money. And... Yeah, and we want to be able to also have our car and leave when we want. So it was a different type of decision than living in Manhattan because I don't need to live in Manhattan. I would just want to be close to it. Yeah. Um, and Brooklyn's like really cool. So it's it's cool yeah. nowadays. It's different. There's a lot to 
to I'm, be there. I'm actually, and I keep saying this to everybody because when we tell people like, oh, we just signed this lease, they're like, oh, Pat, how do you feel about that? Yeah, everybody always asks me. And like, I'm like, I'm kind of excited for Brooklyn Pat a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he's going to be cool. He's going to come out with like 75 tattoos. He's going to be cool. <laughs> he's going to have blonde hair, probably yeah. a mustache at some point. Yeah. A lot of tattoos. Yeah. Oh, if I find a tattoo place nearby well, where we live. Will. Oh, my God. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be I the think best. there will be we've gone into this decision like we can wrap it up but yeah. knowing that there's so many things that I remember hating about New York and Willow is a huge factor you know we lived in the city with her for the first year that she was alive so she was a baby puppy and it was really hard. Yeah. It'll be better in that sense cuz she's not a little baby anymore but she's been so spoiled by having the beach for the last year and a half like we just take her out and she runs around and she loves it. So I do feel a little bit guilty and just that it will be a lot harder for us to make sure she gets like socialization time and like she's like an off-leash dog so yeah. it'll just be very different but that's yeah. like one thing i feel like we're preparing ourselves for that's just like this is going to be hard but we still want to do this so yeah and a lot of other things but <clears throat> yeah like the price <laughs> yeah exactly um i think it's actually maybe because we we got one question um i guess that it came through your tiktok about um, like moving in mindset. So maybe that's like the first advice thing we just talk about. Yeah. Um. So somebody asked us. I think it was like about living in bins and stuff too because I yeah, talked about that. It, it was just about like how do you guys maintain like a good mindset Um. Julia while you're. cries and that makes her work out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you maintain like a good mindset while you're going through this living situation and and trying to figure it out and living out of bins and it's um, true that it really is all about mindset because I feel like there are days where it's really hard mm-hmm. and then there's other days where it's been like, actually, this is kind of amazing and like, I kind of love this. Like, there's so many perks to it. So mm-hmm. it, it is a lot about like how you think. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, we've talked extensively on other episodes about like mindset and Julia jokes when I say like she needs to work out every day. This morning we woke up and you could tell there was a little gloom in the air um with One, julia it was rainy, and, but two i also was just like i don't know i just yeah that, I, I hate waking up in a not motivated and that's just how i felt today. yeah and i think like yeah it was gray cloud cover outside kind of drizzle and i was like i'm going to the gym julia you need to work out like you have to move your body it'll help and then i get back from the gym she had worked out and the sun was out so she was people. a little bit happier um which was good yeah and I think also a big like piece of the mindset for us is like, yeah, it's not necessarily happening on our timing, but knowing that the timing that it is happening on is still like perfect timing. Like, what do you mean? Like we wished kind like, of we were already there. You know, we had, yeah, we, yeah, like we wished we were there. We were, you know, if we had it our way, if COVID didn't this or that, we were like a little bit resentful, but. I truthfully believe that like things kind of like this happen for a reason yeah, and I agree. we've enjoyed, you know, living with your family, living with my family, couch surfing, traveling, like yeah, it's that is lot. kind of the silver lining that is the the blessing in disguise. And um now I think we are both more comfortable with what's ahead of us with going back to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um and just trying to remind ourselves, you know, we we are very 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 blessed in the sense of like yeah we haven't had our own home but the homes we've been living in have been like great to us yeah and not everybody has that 
the family and the the support system around them to have what we've had over the past year and a half and that's you know honestly amazing and something that we always need to remind ourselves of how grateful we should be about that yeah so yeah we're moving we're We're finally doing that's the the thing um all right let's get into these other advice requests let's get into this Mm -hmm. I can't stand my younger brother's girlfriend. They are 25 and 23 and have been dating a year. She's very disrespectful and just does whatever she wants when she wants. Hmm. She had the audacity to complain every day on our family vacation in Hawaii that my parents paid for. My brother has rose-colored glasses on and just so infatuated so he overlooks it. Hmm. What? (laughs) But it's so hard for me to be around her when she treats both my family and my brother in a selfish, disrespectful way. I don't want this to interfere with the relationship I have with my brother, but my blood boils having to spend time with her, and I know it makes my brother sad that I don't like her help. Mm. Good luck. Well, one, they're really young. Yeah. I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you're... Wait, did you say... Yeah, your younger brother, right? Her younger brother. Right. Like, yeah. I don't want to say... Um, you know, chances are, but there is a big chance they're not going to end up together. And I think a lot of times when you feel like your sibling is not in the right right relationship, they will figure it out. Like, I feel like you know your siblings better than anybody and they will figure out that it's not maybe right if it's not right. Yeah. But they also may figure out that that is right and that they may be end up with that person. Yeah. And if that happens, then that's good. Good for them. Um, we have we, we, me and Pat definitely have different views on this. I think we have talked about this before. Just being not only like siblings, but having friends who, you know, the relationships that and, and relationships are something that, like, since we were sixteen, I've had friends coming in and out of relationships. I've been in relationships like, you know, that that's always going to be people that are coming and going. And you're not always going to get along perfectly with them. You're not always going to love everything about them. And the thing about it is that it's not about you. And you have to be willing, at least I think, you have to be willing to put like your, you know, your dislikes, your whatever, your complaints like as second. And if your younger brother loves this girl and think and you think it's genuine then great like you need to be the one who's like supportive and if there's something that pisses you off you need to kind of bite that bullet and just say that's not about me not a big deal i agree and disagree i know you do (laughs) because number one if she's disrespectful and there's like clearly things that are just like not working i don't feel like you shouldn't be allowed to talk to him about it if you're his brother, mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. But I also do know that like if you can tell that he's genuinely happy, then then yeah, it doesn't matter. But there's like a fine line between like I want to protect you and I also just want you to be aware of these things. Yeah. Or are, are like asking if he is aware. Yeah. And the line of like he he loves her and I don't want to like ruin his happiness. I'm definitely not saying that you don't have a position to like speak up. You definitely have a position to speak up. You can say to your younger brother, and how you present your information is going to be hugely important. If it comes out in a drunken way that, oh, I hate that bitch, she complains, this, this, then it's not going to be received well. But if you sit down with your brother in a serious manner, and not serious where it's like, you need to do this, but like, hey, I just wanted to let you know, here's what I think about, you know. And he might ask. 
Yeah. Which is the perfect time to bring it up. Yeah. And I would say lead with a positive and then follow up with something that is like constructive. Say, hey, I loved that, you know, I got to see you guys together in Hawaii. It was really fun. I know she makes you happy. Here's one thing that I also noticed that kind of tickled me a little bit wrong. You know, she complained a lot about whatever. And yeah, which is annoying. It, it absolutely is annoying. Absolutely. But if it's not bothering him, if it's not bothering your parents who paid for it, if it's not, then it's just bothering you. And then so you're just complaining. what if it is bothering her parents? Then you can bring it up on behalf of your parents. Like say, yeah. hey, mom and dad pointed out to me that, you know, they felt this way, that she was a little ungrateful. And I think, and this is where I think like the good in all people is my guess is that the girlfriend maybe doesn't realize or maybe doesn't like, like she does it out of like uncomfortableness or out of whatever, where if you say something to her in a positive way, if you communicate it properly, my guess is she will apologize and the next time around be more aware. Yeah. What do you think she means by he has rose colored glasses on and just so infatuated so he overlooks it? Is that like a saying? Just rose colored glasses, meaning he just like, he's like so tickled pink about it. He's just so like, oh, she's so pretty. I just love her so much. It's like. But also she's saying that she knows it makes him sad that she doesn't like her. Mm -hmm. So like she already, he already knows how she feels kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It it is hard. hard. Because I think. I think the number one piece of advice is to not get anything in between the relationship you have with your brother, like with all your power, Mm -hmm. because it's just like that is not worth anything or that's worth everything, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship with your brother is definitely the priority. Um, Don't let anything come between that. And I don't know. This is where (laughs) this is where Julia and I have had conversations about like. We, we always think that our siblings, their spouses are going to be like the perfect fit for the family and just fit in and everything's going to be amazing. And mm-hmm. it's like I have a big family and I have I, w- I don't have bad relationships, but I have some relationships with my in-laws that are closer and some that are more distant. Yeah. And, and I think that's why we differ a little bit because you just have such a bigger family and mine's a little. But you also have that in your family, too. You just think about it differently. Where you're close with some, but yeah. not close with everybody. Yeah. And it's it's just kind of the nature. And we're so like ingrained where like, oh, my brother's girlfriend, she's going to be my best friend. We're going to go shopping and drink lattes. And yeah. it's like, it doesn't need to be that. Yeah. You know? Like, but, but everybody wants that. <laughs> everybody wants that until they don't. Okay. Here's another one that um, <clears throat> somebody wrote in that I don't know if we're the perfect ones for this, but somebody wrote in. Uh, figuring out if you want kids. I'll let you go first. Advice on that. Yeah. When I was younger, actually, Hmm. when I was younger and when we met, me wanting kids was like, I cannot wait to have kids. And I was never like overly maternal, but I think I do and still do have some like maternal instincts. Um, Get out, Will. But... When I met you, I was like, oh, my God, I want to have your babies immediately. And that was also Mm -hmm. because of out of like lust and like a new relationship. Yeah. And so I feel like I did always have this feeling of knowing that I did want to have kids. As time went on, I think it's gotten less and less that I want to have kids. 
I still do. But Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's like understanding what it really takes and like the actual responsibility that it is going to be having kids. And for me, it took growing up and getting a little bit older and doing a lot more things with my life to understand that, yeah, it's going to be a huge change. Yeah. And I think it's just for me like maturing and realizing that. But it didn't change my full opinion. It just had – it gave me a different outlook on kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I think about having kids and figuring out if you want or not, like there is no decision that is as life-changing as having kids. Yeah. And for us right now, like what we've been doing the past two years of – or a year and a half, whatever, couch surfing, traveling, all that, that would be super hard with kids. And knowing that that is a little bit of the sacrifice is, I think that for us, that's a little bit of the block right now. I always say I want to be able to like have kids and still have the same exact life and travel with them and all this stuff. And while I think I can do that partially, I also am naive to the fact that I've never had a kid and it's going to probably be completely different yeah and i have to also be okay with like knowing that and being okay with that Mm -hmm. before i decide to have a baby yeah and i think well recently somebody sent a dm we got just talking about kids and this person was saying that yes they had the same kind of upfront doubts the upfront questions around what's going to change what's going to be different and this person said like i've also never been as in love with my body now as i am right now now that they've had kids yeah. I've never felt more of like a strong uh feminine like persona as she feels now like breastfeeding her kid. She's like all of these things that I was afraid of, like I've learned to handle and now all of these amazing things that have come with it, I like had no idea about, like yeah. no understanding. That message was really cool and definitely helped my mindset mm-hmm. a little bit because it was just a different perspective of like Actually, having kids was like so amazing and it was better Mm. than I expected. And I love myself more now. And I, yeah, it's hard, but like I love my kids so much. And it's actually been one of the greatest experiences of my life. So I feel like there's a lot of perspectives. And to hear those more make us feel like, oh, I'm really excited. And like, I do want that. But the decision of like, do you want them or not is like, I feel like I want to say it's like a something you should just kind of like feel, but maybe that's like not the right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and again, like we don't have kids. We aren't making a decision. We haven't made a decision one way or another. But I do know a lot of. We have. Well, I feel like we have, but not like, um, not when, not like we yeah. still are like figuring that out. Yeah. I'd say we're still in that process. But I have people that are really, really close to me who have said like, no, we're not going to have kids, and like thinking about like their reasoning and like there there are just so many different perspectives to it and I don't think there's a right answer I don't think there's a wrong answer yeah. it's about kind of you know y- your life and how you want to live it I also think that something for me I've realized you're stepping on the courts oh, cool. is that I feel like if I don't have kids I will definitely regret that and that's yeah. like an internal feeling that I feel like I've always had like I just feel like I'm going to regret it at some point if I decided not to have them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's such a... So how do you figure it out? How do you figure it out? Just like live your... I feel like you just have to keep living your life and have it be on your mind every now and then. Like what would it be like if I 
had kids like yeah do i have the person i want to have kids with i also think when you meet somebody who wants to have kids it can kind of sway your decision a little bit more Mm -hmm. um when i met you i feel like you were like i don't know my persona around you or how you gave off was like you're obsessed with kids and like yeah i love other people's kids like well then that's more (laughs) of a reason that you would love your kid the most yeah but i love other people's kids because i don't have to change diapers and i don't have to be the one to like anything you know it's it's a different responsibility yeah when you know bringing a new baby into the world into the picture just changes everything i think also there's a lot of outside people that want us to have kids yeah a lot of people great reasons like i also want to give them a kid of ours (laughs) Mm -hmm. they can have it yeah yeah so i don't know what do you guys do when you're fed up with each other like utterly annoyed uh i'll let you answer that one because i feel like you're more utterly annoyed at me than vice versa (laughs) yeah that doesn't really get annoyed no um (laughs) i just like hold it in really hard and then one day i just like explode on him yeah 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 Um, we we always end up talking about it if that is helpful like i will never let anything go Mm -hmm. and i think it actually has a positive outcome by not letting holding it in and letting it like bottle up yeah it's just amount the it's just a matter of when Mm. I do that and how I do it. Yeah. Definitely we are people who probably over communicate to each other mm-hmm. and that keeps us from like getting too much pent up for like big blow up fights when we've we've been there, we've done that. But we've never really had a blow up fight. No, we haven't. But like I don't think we've ever yelled at each other. Not yet. Not yet. But which we have kids. I know. Seriously. <laughs> um I think we are pretty good about and maybe this is just because we are around each other so much that like I know when you're unhappy with me or you're unhappy with yourself or you're unhappy with something. And I know that's true, vice versa. Like you're aware of me the same way. Mm-hmm. That like we are able to give each other the space or the whatever it is that you need to like help ease some of that frustration with each other. Yeah. And you know, like, I don't know. I tell Julia to go for a workout or go to target or go like, give yourself, give us space because like our biggest reason of moving to New York as well. Like for us to be like, we can do things without each other. Like, you know? Yeah. And to be able to have our own, like have our life together, but have our, lives separately Which and is we very don't important. really have that yeah we do to a certain extent yeah but we don't like our day-to-day is so intertwined yeah that it's sickening what yep. <laughs> so okay here's a, here's another good one that sounds hard. sounds hard tips for finally ending our long distance but disagreeing on our next steps First thing context. that comes first thing context. that comes to mind for me is I think ending a long distance relationship is probably easier than ending a short distance relationship because what? like they're, they're, well you're not ending a short you mean to do long distance um I think you're miss I feel like I'm I'm it's to me it's that they're ending their long distance relationship to be together 
Oh, I guess I read it as it? like ending as in they're like breaking up. But then they're not. You know, I, I don't think so because they have next steps. Oh. What would be the next steps? Well, that's why I was like, your next steps are just block each other and no, ignore each other. Like, that's easy. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think I probably misread that you one. Misread Dang it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's hard because it's like, what stage of life are you guys in? Obviously, you want to be together, but is it like one job's taking you somewhere? And like, this is the hard part about lo- it's this is the easy part about long distance is that mm-hmm. you have your separate lives and now you have to intertwine them. And by intertwining them, you are deciding to give up something for yeah. this person. And that's what makes it hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think when we made the decision to end our long distance and we were not going to we were not going to live together until we were married and. So the decision was not to move in together until yeah, we were, until we were married. married. And then, I mean, COVID ultimately changed that a little bit. But um, I think one thing, and this was a big change for me. I was really the one who was moving. I was living in Washington, D.C. I was saying, look, here's what I'm willing to give up. I will move to New York, but I'm not doing it until we're married. Yeah. And that was a little bit of like having to make sacrifice. We were both making sacrifices because... I w- wasn't moving until we were married. Um, Julia wanted, I guess, before then, but we were fine with it. We both had kind of agreed on it. Um, and for us, there was, or I guess for anybody, there's going to be sacrifices, right? You're going to be able to, okay, here's something I want in our next step, and I'm willing to give up this. Here's something I don't want, and I'm not willing to give up this. And I think being able to yeah. communicate those things is important. Yeah. It's hard. Long distance is hard, but like I think also combining your lives together after long distance can sometimes even be harder. Yeah. It it's such a I mean, for us when we moved in together and we moved in with Vivian, mm-hmm. um, which was great. Like Vivian and her family opening their house was just I mean, so we're so grateful for that. And that was our first time living together. And like in the morning, I'm like hearing Julie in the bathroom, like doing her skincare. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Like, because I had never lived with her. I had no idea. Like, what does that mean? You're in there doing skincare. Like, what? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Skincare. Now I have skincare. <laughs> it's amazing how the things shake up. But okay. Shared money question mark separate between you two. I guess just maybe like we can talk about money within yeah relationship. Yeah, this is actually one that is hugely important. I think um, on top of like infidelity, on top of like cheating, financial issues is the number two cause of divorce and breakup. So it's so interesting because it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like every couple just does it differently, and it's not it's not like there's one way to do it. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I mean, for us, I would say it's ninety. 5% merged. Really? Well, it's in a way of like... It depends what you mean. I mean like we're both aware of what's going on. We both know everything that we have. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like physically, like do we share every single bank account? No. No, we, we don't have... But, actually, we don't have any bank no, accounts we don't have any that we share that's what, I, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. But I'm like when I think about like my parents or your parents or like just maybe that generation, I think... I don't know if it's a generational thing. But I think some people do just combine everything and they each have like a card they can – like they each have access to everything. Yeah. And the only reason we don't have that is just because I think when we met being our age gap, we had very different like stages of life, which meant our bank accounts just were super different. And 
I was just starting my career and like making money for me was very exciting because it was like, this is mine. Like I want to still, I want to have my own. And it was like the same for you. So I feel like until we got married, of course, it was like, we're not really even going to like talk about this or yeah. try and figure this out. Yeah. it And it was something that I think early on when we moved or like started living together when we were married, it was like, okay, how do we figure this out? Like, what do we do? And I remember talking to some of my buddies, guys that had been married or are married and just saying like, how do you guys do this? And yeah, some of them do it differently. Some of them like what you make, you spend what I make, I spend. And, you know, we share bills and like, I think because our life is so intertwined now that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying when I say like we are 95% like overlap shared. Like, yeah, we don't share the same bank account, but we share the same dollars. Yeah. You know? Also, um, I remember the first thing that we did, which we don't have anymore. The first thing we did was we started a bank account together before we were married to start mm-hmm. saving for our wedding. For and the wedding. Year. Yeah. And we didn't. Obviously, the wedding was canceled. So mm-hmm. I think we eventually just canceled that bank account because we didn't end up like using it. Yeah. Um, But I remember us being like, well, how should we share this together? And we were like, let's just start a bank account. We can both put money into it. Mm-hmm. And that was like our first idea or way of like deciding on sharing something. Yeah. But. Yeah, it it definitely is a I mean, I one of the last times we were talking with my dad, my dad was like, "Oh man, I need to write down what all of our bank accounts are because my mom like has no idea." Yeah. And he's like, "Man, if I were if I pass and she has no idea how to get into any of these accounts or where they are or what banks they're with or Yeah. anything." And I was like, "Yeah, that's actually kind of scary, dad. Yeah. Like, please put <laughs> Would that." Would she not in- be able to get into any of it? I I don't even think my mom knows where like like I know you're with like Wells Fargo. Yeah. Like I don't even know if my mom knows what bank my dad uses. Like I think she's just like nope, Joe handles the yeah. finances and you know, her credit card, you know, gets paid out of what they yeah. collectively have and she's good with it's it. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> but also then there's people who we have friends of ours who will 100% will 100% sign prenups. Yes. And I think for me, I was like kind of shocked when I heard it, but I do understand it better now just because like I was never a thing growing up for me. And it's not even really about like the amount of money you had, which is kind of what I thought. I was like, if you sign a prenup, that means that you have so much money and you don't want your partner to have it. Yeah. But a lot of it is about like assets and like if my parents have a beach house and then we got divorced, you could get that beach house. like stuff like that where I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, there's a lot of reasons where that does make sense if it's in like the right mindset and whatever. Yeah. So I just think there's so many ways that you can do it. And yeah. it's kind of has to all come from like a place of you have to be willing to like lay everything out mm. and you have to be willing to show and share. And like the one thing I remember saying to you was like, I don't want any secrets for the rest of our life with money. Like I don't mm. want to one day find out that you did this or that you have this or like, you know, it's like we're growing things together and like that's how it should be. You shouldn't – it's like all those movies out there where it's like the guy has – or like made some terrible decision and trying to hide yeah. it. And it's just like I – that's like my worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a – I think the first time we started talking about it, there was like some vulnerability of like – How much do you have? How much – what's in that account? What's yeah. there? What's there? And so it's like, you? well, I didn't marry you for money. No, right? and that's kind like, of why we didn't and, talk about it until we were like – yeah, right. but I'm just saying there's like a vulnerability of being like, here's what I have and kind of lay it out on the line. But 
also with that vulnerability can come a lot of comfort where you're like, okay, it's all out on the line. You know, I know, now like we can talk about it now together. we can talk about it and figure out like, do we need a million bucks? Do we need 5 million bucks? Do we need 10? Like, what are we working towards? What's yeah. our goal? Do we want this house or do we want, you know, the bigger house? Like how much money do we need? What are we, you know, working and saving for? All right. I think we can end on this one because it's kind of related. Okay. How do you save while also having fun? This is a good one. I like this because um, I go back and forth between stages of like save, 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 and then spend. Yeah. But I also think there are specific times where one, in terms of business, I've recently learned, you know, you have to spend money to make money. So like that's something that's hard for me in terms of like business to understand is that like spending money is a good thing unless you're like overspending and like making really terrible decisions i think we know each other where we know we're always saving but we're also not willing to like give up our lives to save which a lot of people are and Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are like not living their lives because they want to be 95 and have 17 million dollars in the bank and then like what die yeah like there's just you have to be willing to like have the conversation with your partner but also be like i want to live my life and that's Truly how I feel like we've had a really good compromise of like spend and save. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that we could get better at is probably an understanding of what we're saving for. Yeah. Because. Well, we kind of know, but. Yeah. I think we kind of know, but we don't really know. And. I am also addicted to saving in terms of like watching a bank account grow. Yeah. Like, well, now all of like the. You know, the apps on your phone, they've kind of like gamified like saving money and like watching things grow, watching like it grow so and having it right at your fingertips. Like yeah. that's yeah part of the excitement of it. But like, you know, do we need to save $10,000 because we are comfortable buying a house for $100,000? Or do we need to save $500,000 because the house we want is $2 million? Yeah. Like knowing exactly what you're saving for, I think enables you to more comfortably understand save versus spend if you're like well we're actually pretty close to having what we need to be able to afford what we want then you don't feel as bad spending Mm -hmm. or if you're like we are so far off from having the amount of money we want or we need to afford you know the big mansion then you're like okay well we need to stop spending and start saving way more aggressively it depends on like the time of your life too and like Mm mm-hmm how you're saving as well because obviously there's different ways to save there's investments like there's stuff that you can do to like make it a little bit easier for yourself yeah i also think there's people that like they just want to live off experience and they don't want to not that they don't want to save for like an emergency but maybe they're just like it's not as important because they're living by yeah i just finished um reading tuesdays with maury which just a real quick it's like a Overview of a guy who is um, dying from ALS. It's like a true story. And one of the chapters is all about money. And his whole perspective on it is, one, people live too much for money. And two, people don't spend their money like like he thinks they should. He's like, people should be spending money for experiences and doing stuff and like living. And he's like, so many people are just like, no, I need to save or I need to buy these things. And he's like, ultimately, those things don't really matter. Yeah. And like, if you look at it at the perspective of you're dying, then it totally changes because yeah. you're like, well, then yeah, a lot of it just doesn't. And when I think about it like that, I'm like, oh my God, I think about money so often. It's like yeah. sickening, you know? And I, I think for me, that's when it really would matter. 
Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, you're like, ah, I just like right now we are stressed about it. And like we're in that, you know, build and save phase. But we are so obsessed and stressed by it that we don't always understand or know why. Like the only time we'll really ever know is hopefully we get to be 90 years old and we're looking back. And we're like, yeah, we did the right thing. (laughs) But are there things that we're missing out on that we're not spending on now where we'd be like, wow, I'd be pretty sad. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think so. I think there's maybe only one thing that comes to mind, but well, like a cabin getaway, which we do want to do. We really want to do. Yeah. But I think a lot of times for us is it comes down to like a financial Mm -hmm. where we are like, we really want to do this. And in five years, if we don't do it and yeah, right. Well, you know, then we'll be like, well, you know, we never had that experience together. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us today. You guys now know the update, the life update. We forgot to mention in the beginning that if you want to leave us a review, we would absolutely appreciate that and share this podcast with somebody. Um, writing questions in our Instagram, we have a highlight and you can always write in. Even if it doesn't say the, the right date, you can write in um, advice submissions and we will answer them on our advice columns every month. And yeah, that's it, you guys. Um, follow along. We will be talking more about the move as it gets closer. So we're excited and thanks for listening. We love you guys. See you everybody. Bye.